Um, the closer you can be onto that Miss okay. Girl, it, the better. It okay. feels very strange, okay. but no, this is great. I feel like it really makes a difference. Ariana Grande, this is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm about to eat this microphone. Yeah, like, literally. <laughs> Last week I said something about knowing the the microphone in the biblical sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you need to know each yes. other. <laughs> yes. Closer than the air I breathe. Yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah. Welcome back to the Pyramid, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. My name is Amanda. I am your host every single freaking week. This is your disclaimer that if you can hear my cat in the background, it's because she's a bell in her collar and she's too cute for me to take it off. This is also your seasonal disclaimer that if you can hear the dehumidifier in the background, sorry, but also not, because if I turn it off, I won't be able to breathe. So it's going to stay on. <laughs> um, I have with me today a first timer, which is so exciting, um, but a first time person on the podcast, but a person I've known uh for Since birth? forever question mark <laughs> Since children's worship yeah i, th <laughs> I think it's, in the 90s it's been so long that it basically counts as forever yes the one and only savvy p hi my friend savannah Woo! so exciting i'm honored to be here i'm truly. so pumped this it honestly when i slid in and i was like do you want to be on this i thought like your personality mm -hmm. feels like this is like very much up your alley. Totally. I thought you would have already watched. Totally. And you're like, I've never I watched feel like it it's a very shocking fact that I've never watched Dance Moms because <laughs> I, first of all, just love anything that has to do with a recap. Like I love recap podcasts. Yes. Same. I always will like give my unsolicited opinion on things on my Instagram story mm -hmm. and like want to bring people into my unpacking of reality tv Same. so this is gonna feel very natural even though i've never technically seen the show so yeah totally yeah. um savannah and i knew or have known each other since yeah since forever probably mm -hmm. um from the church that we grew up at mm -hmm. that neither of us uh yep. currently attend respectfully respectfully goodbye. declining the invitation <laughs> right, uh, right consistently probably for forever sure <laughs> yes. uh, yeah just like a really respectful um yeah. pass you yeah. know a conscious uncoupling if we're going to use gwyneth's terminology yes mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. um okay so oh what's your enneagram type for the squad fun i'm an enneagram one but i find that most days i feel more like a four because ones go to four in stress and i'm always yes. stressed yeah so. <laughs> are you a one with a two or a one with a nine you know, I recently, a book I read maybe a year ago talked about how as we get older, we can lean into both wings like more mm -hmm. consciously. Mm -hmm. So I feel like for most of my upbringing, I was probably a one with a wing two. Uh -huh. um, but I feel that now I'm a little bit shifting more into the wing nine area. But honestly, I'm kind of just a true one. Like I feel very yeah straight up one often finding myself like being perceived as a seven in security and mm -hmm. actually feeling very highly emotional as a four. In yeah. stress. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is about me as a person, but I, well, first of all, I love a one mm -hmm. because I'm an eight That's, and I feel honored by that. It, I, I hate a one. So. No, no, I love because one's an eight. So like eights mm -hmm. are or ones really are the bad and good determiner, the uh -huh. like determine the good and the bad, right? Like the yeah. thing I'm doing is good or yeah. I'm stressed because the thing I'm doing could be perceived as being bad. Yes. 
And eights are the just and unjust. Mm. It's good and yes. bad for ones, but it's right and wrong for eights. Yes. And so eights and ones, I feel like see yeah. kind of down the same kaleidoscope, but yes. it's like a different picture. Totally. You we know both what I mean? care about justice and like advocacy oftentimes. Yes. Yeah. The word I said was kaleidoscope. I meant viewfinder, but yes. yes. <laughs> Where you just like click through the pictures, you know yes. what I mean? Yes. It's yes. very that. And like, I have so many ones in my life. It's mm-hmm. like, like it's I just kind of yeah. am collecting them yeah you know what I mean yeah. it's really nice I honestly have tons of nines and threes in my life yeah and I tend to like That's have a friction with the threes but love and like love and I mean I love the threes in my life but sure I feel very different from a three which may be shocking I feel like a lot of times people can see similar things in threes and ones yeah I but. think it's a lot of like ones that like outward projection of needing to be perceived as good mm-hmm. whereas threes have the outward projection of needing success. to be seen as successful uh-huh. totally. so you can get those kind totally. of confused yeah and threes my mom's a three and mm-hmm. we recently figured oh, out of course your mom is a three right the most that classic. makes wait what's your dad he's a nine are you serious yeah yeah richie's That's a nine shocking. with a strong wing eight like yeah right okay richie absolutely loves to keep the peace absolutely loves to give the you know the alternative underdog point of view yeah um one of the most if not the most like open-minded gracious humble yeah males totally that I know. like not a shred of ego in that man which yeah honestly is probably why i will never marry because every other man i've ever met i'm like oh uh, yeah where, where do we keep the pride Does yeah it have its own apartment do we have a garage right Storage right 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 it can't ego? have a beachfront condo right that's not like, what like we're, doing. we're yeah we're not inviting you to the dinner table <laughs> yeah but then yeah kelly is like you see her and you think all this woman has ever done is like made casseroles and been in pageants and that's true but she's also like been in the business <laughs> world for 30 years like Kelly right she's also succeeds. a girl boss she's she's totally a boss like succeeds yeah. in all things it's hilarious that is so I, that is really interesting that Richie <laughs> is a nine what does that surprise you only because of what you and I were talking about earlier uh-huh. his like opinions about certain things uh-huh. and his his level of comfort in stating his opinions uh-huh. yeah um yeah. like that is usually an eight thing and yeah. eights don't it's not that I love to fight with people, uh-huh. but I don't mind confrontation. Right. I do like to fight with people sometimes if I think you're a moron. Yeah. And if I feel like it's a fight I can win, yes. bring it on. Yeah. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. like a Republican looks at me in like the wrong way, I'm like, literally, let's fight. But yeah. like, you know what I mean? But like with yes. people that are like close to me, it's not that I love to fight with them. Uh-huh. But if there is a need for confrontation mm-hmm. and we're not meeting the need because we're scared of confrontation, uh-huh. that doesn't make any sense to me. Right. You're like, let's be productive. Let, yeah. Let's yeah. figure it out and let's move on. Mm-hmm. Like I am an eight with the seven. Mm-hmm. And I tell people that that means that I want to fight. And then after we're done fighting, can we hang out? Totally. You know what I mean? Like That's it. Is a, yeah. Like an ingredient in a good friendship. <laughs> yeah. And that eight C intimacy in conflict. Yes. Like the fact that you and I can get into an argument yeah. and then move and like progress past the uh-huh. argument and continue to be friends. Like yeah. that is the real measure of like friendship. That blows my mind for me. Yeah. yeah. And whereas a lot yeah. of people are like, I would rather crawl into a hole yeah. and die than get into a fight with somebody. Totally. Yeah. It's so interesting. And your dad uh-huh. strikes me as a person who mm-hmm. is not afraid of conflict. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, it's interesting yeah. that his natural posture is mm-hmm. peacemaking. Totally. But that like the secondary posture is like uh-huh. beating you up if you yes. need to be beat up. Like he will, he will be, yeah. Like he will be docile, I guess, for a long time until he feels. Until he snaps. Until, until he snaps. Until yeah. he feels so convicted about something and then he will advocate for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, I think he he's a thinker. So like he'll mm-hmm. mull over an opinion for a long time. And then once he's come to that decision, 
he will stand firm in that. Yeah, and it's game over. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. totally. It's like the coach in him, I guess. Too, yeah, totally. There. But yeah. That's so interesting. I know. And, and of course, your mom's a three. Of course. Like, I know. Like, Miss, duh. of course, Miss Congeniality. Yeah. Miss, I mean, yeah. And we always joke, what I was saying is like, I think sometimes my mom and I struggle to relate to each other often because threes are very non-emotional typically. Sure. And I think a lot of times people think ones are not emotional because we're so perfectionistic. Mm -hmm. But like I said, like most days I feel like a very emotional four. Like leaning into my emotions is how I as a one like survive and process through the world that is imperfect, Mm -hmm. which bothers me so much. Mm -hmm. And whenever I'm in crisis, like Kelly doesn't really – it's not her first reaction to support me emotionally. She usually comes with like a list of tasks. <laughs> yeah. Like if she's asking about my job search, she'll be like, well, have you done this? And you can reach out oh. to this person. And and I'm just like, no, I just want you to like, just hug me. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> minute. My mom is a two with a three. Uh-huh. And so we had to have a for real, for real uh-huh. sit down about leaving teaching and being like, yes, I am going to get a new job. Uh-huh. You know, I'm going to get a new job. Uh-huh. And the more you're up in my business about mm-hmm. getting a new job, the right. less I'm going to want to talk about it. Totally. I just need you to be like yeah. the, I mentioned this last week, but the HBO special that um, Brene Brown has out right Love. now. Yes. There's an episode where she talks about being a parent. Yep. And she said what I've been trying to explain to my mom for like my whole life, which mm-hmm. is like, Sometimes she says that her daughter, when she used to get really emotional, she didn't, she would sit in her room with the lights off and cry. Uh And she said, my first instinct as a mom was to go into the room and turn on the light. Right. But sometimes she doesn't want that. She wants me to sit in the darkness with her and be there while she cries. She doesn't need me to turn on the light and tell her how to fix her problem. Totally. She needs me to be in that with her. Totally. that I think is the struggle. Yes. That's the struggle for my mom. Is your mom a three with a two? You think I think she's a so. helper and not a yeah. well, you just said she's not a feeler, so yeah. she wouldn't be a three yeah. with a four. Yeah, she's a three with a two. Yeah, it's like, yeah, ladies, I don't need you I to got fix it. Because I, I can yeah. do it. I can figure it out. I can right. I'll do it. But yeah. like I need you to take a step back and yeah. give me a hug. Yeah. And like sit in the same room with me, but yeah. I don't want you to fix all my problems because I got it. Totally. And yeah. how I will come to the solution is by leaning into my emotions and listening to them. So right. like that is a means to that process anyway but yeah she'll just glaze right over the emotion no tears just tasks yeah my mom (laughs) just texted me and said don't forget to send your grandma a link for a birthday present (laughs) yes yes (laughs) again another like test yeah 100 yeah which is fun too because by the time this comes out i will have had my birthday my birthday is going to be on my birthday's on the 23rd okay and this will come out the 25th love it so i'll be 26 by the time this comes out which is crazy we're so old and grown and sophisticated i know we're and so also old. simultaneously having no idea what the age right. is going on in life totally you both know of us I mean? unemployed scarred from teaching yeah yep. deep into therapy deep into theological trauma also totally. like totally. what what happened Let's, unpacking like, it all comb it apart and figure out what's going on yeah who yeah. am i what do i want to do i still feel like an infant yeah yeah yep yeah. and but which is good too that that you feel that i feel that i feel like most of my friends mm-hmm feel some level of like, wait, what am I doing? Totally. You know, like to some degree, I don't feel like that's a unique, a unique struggle anymore. No. Even in people, it's not even job related, Yeah, but like even in people who have jobs that they love, like yeah. that is still a very like millennial totally. Gen Z experience. Totally. Like, I don't know really what's going on. Yeah. 100%. And I would like some help because I don't know. Yeah. I, oh my God, I was talking about job stuff with my parents mm-hmm. and both of my parents were like, well, we can't tell you what's the right and wrong decision. Mm-hmm. Like right. both of these options sound great. And I was like, that is so not helpful. I, I want someone to tell me what to do. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm tired of this like K 
character building what doesn't kill you makes you stronger i'm over it i, I want know. someone to tell me what to do and give me instructions yes. for how to be in my late 20s i've like, learned all can't. the lessons trauma i get character it. like you don't develop. have to teach me anything anymore <laughs> don't want it. i've learned it all yeah i've yeah. got it i just want yes. things to be easy now yes thank you yeah totally <laughs> so true yeah um so what is your experience with like the arts in general i feel like my experience with the arts like was present like immediately out the womb and then went away for mm -hmm. a while sure. when my set of values all had to do with like people pleasing and doing what's the most accepted by the status quo mm -hmm. or like mm -hmm. um, what was accepted like in middle and high school. And yeah, then totally. now I'm like leaning more into that. Like I can mm -hmm. remember like we absolutely have footage of me at three years old singing into a hairbrush, a Shania Twain number. Yeah. Like that footage exists. But she then, said at three years old, I yeah. feel like a woman. She said, she said, honey, I'm home and I've had a hard day. And I'm three. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, and then I feel like, like I can vividly remember. So I like in elementary school, I remember just like, it sounds so cheesy, but like performance has always felt very natural to me. Like I think yeah. a lot of people always comment on how, unfiltered or authentic I am or like how much I put of myself out there like on my Instagram stories or whatever mm -hmm. and it feels so much more comfortable to me to like like almost perform mm -hmm. and yeah. like make yeah. people laugh at a distance than like actually engage <gasps> in like small yes. talk using humorous coping mechanism totally. I love that song oh we are I, every day we yeah. are fully yeah. embodying Chandler Bing all the time like oh just, totally it's yeah. a defense mechanism performing mm -hmm. feels natural yes but then, and like, I remember like I, I was in like a four week long production of Oliver when I was like in I elementary school oh, in I like, I know in like the Franklin theater. Oh, I hate um, that yeah. I think I was like an unnamed, like orphan, like poverty stricken. Yeah. Young girl. Yeah. And yeah. then I like vividly remember in middle school, I used to love to sing. And I remember this moment in like sixth or seventh grade where I figured out like, Oh, it's not cool to like own yourself in oh, middle school. Yes. To like own what you oh love my God. or what you're good at. And yeah. I literally like I can pinpoint the moment that I was like, oh, the cool people don't think it's cool that I like sing or am artistic or theatrical. And like shrunk back into myself for probably 10 to 15 years and just became like the goody good, <laughs> overachieving, adorable, cute blonde cheerleader. Uh-huh. And then like when I went to college, I remember kind of like leaning more into my love for the arts and for mm -hmm. like people who've actually been through things and whose trauma like causes them to be creative and funny and truth yeah. tellers. <clears throat> and I remember, um, I was kind of like singerama in college was my whole life. Which oh was boy. This, like, musical yeah. Competition. No, we had it too at freed. We <laughs> yes. had making music. Yes. Oh, that's my right. Lord. Yes. And I like remember like script writing for singerama. And then I guess my freshman year after I like pledged the uh -huh. older girls found out that I was, like a ham and was like, you know, they were like, you need to be in the production. Like you need to play this character. And so like went on to write like the winning Singerama scripts and like star yeah. in all the shows. And that was so fun. And I feel like the rest of my twenties has just been me like realizing that I'm most strong to people that I don't know, are leaning into their emotions in some way, which mm -hmm. I feel like is a huge part of the arts. Like, Oh yeah. Whether you're creating music or actual, you know, tangible art or mm -hmm. you're acting or you're singing or you're creating a podcast like you're mm -hmm. leaning in you're just showing up and being honest yeah with what you've learned about the world and I, I love that those are my favorite people yeah like, and you work in the arts now too and you've been yes. working in the arts yes. for a couple years you mean like with Cheekwood yeah 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 that's an that's arts true. place for sure yeah it is it's very cool like the contrast 
I worked there for two years. And while I was working there and teaching, the contrast between the school I taught at versus the very like artistic mm-hmm. Cheekwood, mm-hmm. that contrast is really interesting to witness for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. always um, <laughs> it's always interesting that like the more human experience you have that's mm-hmm. different and the more mm-hmm. diverse group of people you have, the more creative it is. Totally. Whereas like being in very homogenous um, straight and narrow kind of places mm-hmm. leaves very little room for creativity and brevity and totally. all those things. Yes. But when you get more people together, yeah. the natural tendency is to have more human experiences, which leads to a more creative presence. Totally. Whereas when it's just everybody who's all the same, it's like, well, this is nothing. Yeah. All of this is nothingness. Oh yeah. And I yeah. think growing up in some of those bubbles, it was subliminally communicated to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like there were a lot of people around me who I still love and adore. Sure. Where the cookie cutter way of life worked for them. Mm-hmm. And once it started not working for me, I was like, oh, I'm actually drawn to the people that have experienced rejection or marginalization or like felt other in some way. Like yeah. those are my favorite people. Yeah. They're have you the funniest? They're the best. Have you heard of have you heard of Nadia Bowles Weber? Oh, love. Okay. Love right. Life. That's what I thought. Anyone yes. who's ever done like an ounce of deconstruction oh. is like, I love her. Yes. So she has the crop circle theory. Have you heard about this? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to go on a tangent. If you are a person who's not like a spiritual faith person, (laughs) I love that journey for you. That's great. Skip like 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. So she talks about it in one of her books. It's like the preface of her book. Mm -hmm. Um, And the crop circle theory is this idea that she spent a lot of time around like agrarian people and Mm -hmm. like farming culture. Mm -hmm. And in like large production based farms where you're like producing crops to send to places Mm -hmm. you would plant crops in squares Mm -hmm. and in the center of the square you would have like a water dispenser that spins around three 360 degrees and makes a circle but if you're drawing a circle inside of a square you're going to miss the the crops in the corners Mm -hmm. so her theory is that good farmers don't just let the the crops in the corners die Mm -hmm. But a good farmer finds an alternative way for those crops to get water. And that like faith and identity and spirituality and all those things. If it's, if you're in the crop circle Mm -hmm. and it works, that's great. Yeah. But there are those in the corners of the squares Mm -hmm. that aren't getting the water from the circle that deserve and are worth like extra care. Totally. And so like people like myself who have deconstructed from what we grew up believing, like mm-hmm. the circle worked for a lot of folks. Yeah. And that's great. And yeah. like, if you are in the circle and you're not causing people harm and yeah. you can go down through the cookie cutter life, mm-hmm. that's fine. And I'm yeah. not telling you, you shouldn't do that. Totally. But what I am saying is that I don't deserve to wither and shrivel away mm-hmm. in the cor- in the corners of the squares because I wasn't lucky enough to be in the circle. Yes. You know what I mean? I love that so much. It is. It literally, I read That's that perfect. in like the beginning of the, my deconstruction, my for mm-hmm. real deconstruction. Mm-hmm. And it like shattered my yeah. brain. Like that is the perfect way. That's perfect. To describe that. Because there's no shame on either side. No. Like, I think that's what's troubling is sometimes... Yeah. Those in my life who I love and respect and still want to be in community with who, you know, the status quo has worked for them and served them. They don't deserve to feel shame or guilt about that. No. But neither do you or I. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Oh, I love that. Right? Love Nadia forever. I love it. Every chance that I get, every like new person I meet who's in deconstruction, I love talking about that because it is such a good Mm -hmm. example. And her blog is called In the Corners Mm -hmm. or From the Corners. And it's like based in that Mm -hmm. idea. Love Love that. that. Oh, so good. 
So your exposure with dance moms in general yes. is what? So minimal. I mean, I <laughs> I know like who Jojo Siwa is. Duh. And I her on Dancing with the Stars. Yes. An icon. Um, I know who Maddie Ziegler is solely because of the like adorable Gen Z teenagers that I taught for six years that mm-hmm. like, you know, educated me in aesthetic. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And like told me to follow Maddie. And I did. And um, I so I know her as like an adult. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's really it. I don't know yeah. how I've never watched the show before. It's it's very up my alley it after is watching an episode. Perfect. Yeah. It's totally. like it's, it's such great. a weird show, but I mm-hmm. think it is very I think I think for your personality, for mm-hmm. my personality, a mm-hmm. lot of like women our age, like mm-hmm. especially with it being on Hulu now and yeah. like Amazon and stuff, people are re-watching it and then the younger Gen Z kids are watching it for the first time and being like, How is this on cable? Yes. Like how was this a thing that was like allowed to be on television? Yes. You know, it's so fun to look back in hindsight just from 10 years ago and be like, what is happening? Some, yeah. Yeah. They mentioned at the end of this, that the competition, the, uh, the year of the competition is 2012. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. I graduated Which, like, high school in 2012. Yeah. I graduated from high school in 2014. So yeah. like, I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy <laughs> that that feels so long ago uh-huh. and the, and the trends and like the fashion and stuff is like this, this piece of media feels like something that is like archaic yeah but like it really wasn't that like 10 years no. in you know reality isn't really that long yeah. but it feels like so removed and we've yeah. had so many like cultural shifts since uh-huh. 2012 that it feels longer totally but yeah i'm pumped i yeah. am really excited to hear your thoughts and feelings <laughs> and opinions about this episode so fun i love it are you ready to talk about the pyramid of the world? I'm so ready. Your yes. like different experiences in life. Yes. What do you have for like the bottom level of like bad things going on? So I currently have, it's like personal and universal, which of course, like every, we know every problem is personal and universal. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say at the moment it's like the, the mass exodus from education, which you and I both know very intimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Seems to be a thing that, like the community is picking up on and talking about frequently. Yeah, recently. speak on it, girly. And also has affected me and you both mm-hmm. um, personally. I just think it's sad. Like I've been thinking a lot about how people have been speaking to me about leaving education and talking to me about it. I've been trying to kind of pick up on patterns or notice common things that people say. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have this attitude of like, good for you, get out of there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, which I love because that's supportive. But like, a friend of mine who we both left teaching this year, we were talking the other day and she was like, what one word would you choose to describe leaving teaching? And I was like, honestly, sad, sad. Like I'm so sad. There's Mm -hmm. so much grief there because no teacher gets into education because they want to be filthy rich or because they Mm. want to be famous or, or they want like massive financial Mm -hmm. success. They get into it because it's a ministry and they value learning and growth and expansion and they love young people. And you choose it knowing that it will be difficult. Right. But like the decision to walk away is so painful because you fight it for so long. Cause mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's what I want to do with my life is be a teacher. Yeah. But the system is set up to where it's not sustainable for me. And that's like such right. a painful thing to decide. Yeah. So that's just making me sad and it's making me sad to see how that's happening across mm-hmm. the nation. And it really is like, I think that it's going to have to crumble to the ground in order to be rebuilt. Which yeah is super sad. Yeah, totally. I think too, I've been seeing like, anytime I go to target, I'm seeing the like back to school stuff Mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. Like that it's the first year ever since I started kindergarten that I'm not going back to school yeah. in August. Right. Cause I graduated That's in so May of 2018. And then I started teaching in October of 2018. Mm-hmm. So like, I've never, I've never had like, this like not going back to school in a couple weeks thing yeah and i'm seeing it and i'm like that's not me and mm-hmm. like that's okay mm-hmm. but at the same time i am gonna go through the aisles at target and be sad just for a totally. minute and then i'm gonna power through it but but yeah i think yeah. that's i think that's very real and no one gets into teaching thinking they're gonna leave either no. like you and yeah. i were, were just talking about this when we like we're f- like first started today that like you and i are thinking about jobs in the sense of, well, if it doesn't work out in a couple of years, I can leave, mm-hmm. which is not the teaching mentality. No. The teaching mentality is you leave when you retire or die. Totally. There's no yeah. leaving because it's not working out. Yeah. And so it's hard to unlearn that and think, yeah. no, it's okay if it doesn't work out. It mm-hmm. didn't work out as a teacher and mm-hmm. I'm leaving. Yeah. Excuse me. So if yeah. it happens again somewhere else, I can also leave and that's fine too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard. My bottom of the pyramid is really shallow. I love it. But it's something that really bothers me. I'm ready. I hate mm-hmm. being like looking for a parking spot and the person in front of me backs into a parking spot. Oh my gosh. And I'm not talking parallel parking. Yeah. Because you can't, that's the only way you can do that is to pull up and back sure. in. Yeah. I'm talking about people uh-huh. who could very easily do the 90 degree and just swerve in like the rest of us. Right. But they stop uh-huh. and they hold up the whole line. Always. And they back into mm-hmm. and for what? And it's for always what? a dad in a truck. Yeah. Like oh, it's like Yeah, okay, absolutely. Okay, Tim. We get it. We get it. We know we you can it. back up your Ford F five fifty or whatever yeah. the heck. Yeah. No, I, I feel that. I hate it. And yeah. and like I understand the like at different events. Like if you're like going to Nissan Stadium and like there's like a huge event and you want to park, uh, you want to back into a parking spot so mm-hmm. that you can just pull out and not hit somebody. Sure. That's fair. Yeah. But like I, the place with the shop where I work right now, there's a parking garage that backs up right behind it mm-hmm. and there's always spots and yeah. it's not very busy. Yeah. So like, what is the point? Who are you trying to, what are you trying to prove? What are you, trying, are you trying to prove? To you're not Who the are you trying character. to impress? We're oh. literally in the target parking lot. And it's always dudes. Always. I've never met a woman no. who does that. No, no woman is backing up her Honda no. minivan into a spot. Yeah. No. Get a grip. She's just surviving. Yeah. I- Whoa, yeah, I can't. I Most that. women are like, I need to get to my car in a totally. park in a parking garage as soon as possible without dying. Yeah, 100%. and there are men that are like, I'm going to take an extra ten minutes right. to back into. It. Must be yeah. nice, huh? Yeah, must be nice. <laughs> right. I'm glad that parking lots and parking garages are like a, a really safe experience. You get for to you. pick what you, you want to do and experiment in and grow your skill set. That's yeah. super cute for you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that journey for you. Yeah, we're just trying to breathe, but happy that you get to let loose. <laughs> oh God, it's so <laughs> that's so Whoa, real. It's so yeah. annoying. I yeah. hate it. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. What do you have for the middle? I feel like I don't have, I don't have something super specific. I kind Mm -hmm. of have my middle and my top, I guess are related. Mm -hmm. Um, my middle at the moment is (laughs) so, um, so personal. I, I've been struggling with melasma for several years. Do you know what melasma is? Is that a stomach thing? <laughs> Good guess. Good but guess. No. Also that. Oh, okay. That could be the bottom <laughs> of my personal pyramid. Melasma is like, a lot of times like pregnant mothers will get it. It's like a darkened like skin on your mustache area or oh, anywhere on your face. Whoa. It's like dark patches. Uh-huh. And it has to do with hormonal imbalances. And um, 
my top of the pyramid should i go ahead and say it since they're related or yeah 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 you can go and say it. my top of the pyramid is that i'm headed to the beach this weekend which i'm so excited about yes but i'm like doing ridiculous research on how like what products to order so that i can combat melasma when i just want to live my life in the sun for a minute you right know? totally not make it's it like, worse yeah it's like sun damage so that's my middle it's like i'm happy that i'm going to the beach maybe that's my middle rolled into yeah. one i'm uh -huh. happy that i'm going to the beach stressfully preparing to not have a melasma mustache you know yeah no i so, hear that and love... going to the beach typically is the or going on vacation going on a trip mm -hmm. is usually people's middle of the pyramid in yes. the summer yeah because it is so exciting but at the same time like Stressful. i have to get my house in order before yes. i leave so true yeah. yeah maybe that's my middle both of those together that's great yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um my middle of the pyramid is people who in public uh <laughs> facetime people <laughs> or have yes. somebody on speakerphone yes now hear me out this is why it's in the middle mm -hmm. first of all only because the sound of a person in real life mm -hmm. being having a conversation with somebody doesn't bother me mm -hmm. but for whatever reason in the box mm -hmm. in your phone it bothers me and in reality all you're doing is adding a voice mm -hmm. to the kroger checkout line right. which like if there was a person there it wouldn't bother me mm -hmm. but i did not sign up for your speakerphone facetime call no that i did not and I also, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's tricky because it's like, what is the, what is the real like addition? And it's just a voice. Yeah. So it's not really that big of a deal, but for some reason, hearing someone's FaceTime call or hearing someone's speakerphone call mm -hmm. agitates me to the nth yeah, degree. I feel that. And like, put like, put some earbuds in. Right. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, I think, yeah, it's almost, it's got an underlying layer of entitlement because like we're in a public yes. shared space and you're just assuming that we're all okay with you making it your personal space yes and like i didn't like when you guys start talking about personal things on the phone i don't want to hear that no like and i don't care if you don't mind people hearing mm -hmm. i care that i can hear it yeah put in some earbuds like a normal person or just put the phone up to your face or whatever yeah. also facetiming someone in public mm -hmm. i'll never get it right and i don't mean like like when i work like at the store where uh me abby and amy work like mm -hmm. if you're facetiming somebody to see like i'm shopping for somebody else and i want to mm -hmm. see if they like this i get sure. that but like the casual facetime in public huh. why right there and, needs to be like a justifying reason like with both of right. yours so far it's like if there's strategy behind your sure. reversal parking whatever move okay whatever if there's strategy behind you shopping for a friend cool but like most of the time there's not most of the time there's not most of the really time annoying. we're just feeling a little too free in public and <laughs> when i have crippling anxiety <laughs> yeah. that feels a little bit un that was a little bit yeah unfair. are you kidding i would never I let it do, i would never do that if <laughs> no. i literally if i like don't have my well first of all i don't do anything in public by myself without airpods in uh-huh like i yeah can't do that somebody i'm if this is really inappropriate skip 15 seconds if you have children around skip 15 seconds but I, I heard somebody on tiktok describing going into kroger without your airpods uh -huh. as raw dogging the grocery store that is so real like, that is that's it. so real that's it of yeah. like your soul is on display <laughs> open to anyone and everyone who wants to have a conversation with you it Terrifying. is so real like yeah. i can't I can't do it. That's funny. I cannot do it. I've never done that. That's so weird. People, without you that never, I haven't. you've never gone to the Kroger without with AirPods. And you mean no? I think I've done AirPods at like the nail salon a couple times, but then mm -hmm. they always end up asking me questions, and I feel oh, like right. I'm you're being, like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm being a jerk. Yeah, yeah. no, I I can't do it, and yeah. I it is that anxiety piece mm -hmm. of like, well, it first I think I picked up that habit doing it. Um, 
when I first got AirPods and they didn't have, obviously didn't have a cord. And then mm-hmm. also during uh, like the panic quarantine shopping. Uh-huh. And by panic, I don't mean stockpiling. I mean, like I would go out to the Kroger like once every two weeks mm-hmm. with like 17 masks on freaking out yeah. and thinking, okay, if I play music while I'm out yeah. and maybe it'll chill me out. Calm and now I system. like, can't stop doing it. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, blanket. Yeah. I, I can't do it. So anyway, all that to say, <laughs> put some earbuds in yeah, please. Put, or just like take it off speaker, put the box up to your face yes, and take the phone call like uh, yes. in private. I want to tell my noisy neighbor below me, Melissa, to do that. I'm like, I Girl. love that you're blasting music at 1 a.m. And I, I honestly love that it's Rodney Atkins. That's super sweet for you. <laughs> but if you could just get some ear pots. Yeah. If you could just tone it down a notch. That would be great. Yeah. I would. I personally would really appreciate it. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so your top is the, is the beach. Do you want to elaborate on that? My top is the beach. I guess if we're morphing beach and melasma into one middle, Mm -hmm. then my other top could be that I recently got a pair of blue sunglasses from Amazon that have become my entire personality. Yes, they're right there. Those are so cute. I I was going to ask where you got them. They're They're cute. I've learned that like, I like to dress like a slob, but have my accessories explain to people what my entire personality is. So sure. To elevate the look. Yeah. Yeah. My accessories can embody who I am. Then I have to do less talking and we love that. Also so, true. Yeah, yeah, those are cute. Which beach cute. are you going to? I'm going to 30A. Weren't which, you just there? You know, I sure was. I sure <laughs> was. Um, this is the beautiful experience of having relatives that have mm. beach homes. Is like oh. when they're not there, you're like, you know, I can yes. go and like house it. Yeah, just to keep an to? eye on. Yeah, just to you just know. watch things. Especially at 30A. Are you kidding? I know. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Like Dang. it's a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful connection and opportunity so i'm taking full advantage i like I texted my wonderful relative and i was like hey um got some really tired teachers we'd love to go down to the beach uh-huh. if it's gonna be free uh-huh um so yeah you know we'll i just, love that we'll just make sure things are doing all right while they're not there yeah and for sure doing yeah, them just, a favor almost. Yeah, yeah i like to serve you know i'm here to serve <laughs> serve so. heart yeah, yeah, totally. yeah totally. <laughs> my spiritual <laughs> gift is being able to house sit on the beach for sure <laughs> like i can't help that i like love to die to self you know i can't help that that's my <laughs> favorite spiritual discipline i can't help that i'm humble oh man (laughs) that's the truth what um i meant to ask what enneagram number is your brother do you know is i i think he's a three last time i checked yeah i think he's a three yeah he and my mom both threes Mm -hmm. very similar and then dad's a nine i'm a one Mm -hmm. incredible yeah um my top of the pyramid is um the boyfriends that come into our store okay because i love this i think this is me personally and you can probably chime in on this okay there is a difference between oh my gosh i'm gonna throw up <laughs> Ooh, okay i'm gonna stay in my body i need to hold a hand okay i can do this put your airpods in yeah literally <laughs> <laughs> there is a difference between a well let me back up i think i have been seeing a lot recently performative feminism in men uh-huh sure that men will only say that they believe in women's rights and feminism as a concept mm-hmm. as long as it gets them laid sure right as totally. long it is the means to an end yeah they will say that because it's cool to date a liberal girl totally. but like they don't really believe that because mm-hmm. if you're using it as a means for sex obviously mm-hmm. you don't mean it sure and i think that that there is a piece in that like very disgusting pie, that uh-huh. garbage pie of mm-hmm. um, men who would claim to date a plus size woman, mm-hmm. but they would say, Oh, I would date a fat girl. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Weight doesn't matter. Whatever. 
but historically they only date thin women. Totally. And it's like, I hear what you're saying, bro. But if we're going to look at, if we're going to look at your stats, mm-hmm. They're all thin girls. Yeah. So like. There's some internalized fat phobia there. I don't really know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't really know where you're headed with that and who you think you're trying to fool. Yeah. So the extended shop where me and Amy and Abby, well, Amy owns it. Me and Abby work for Amy. Mm -hmm. um, That they were guests last week. We see lots of women who will talk about their fiance or talk about their boyfriend or whatever. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, we will get a couple that comes in together Mm -hmm. and it is so sweet to see men love their girlfriends which should be a very like accessible baseline thing right the bar is underground the (laughs) bar truly six feet deep but some of these men moles yeah you know what i mean totally groundhogs they are (laughs) in the subterranean absolutely vermin yes and it's really nice like there was a couple that came in uh two days ago they were from out of town and they had found our store on social media. And so they were like, well, we were going to be in town anyway. And so we came by and whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were just asking, like, we, you know, they asked me if I was from here and I said I was, and they were like, give us some recommendations of things we should do and all this. And then when she was trying things on his feedback, wasn't dehumanizing mm-hmm. and objective of like, I like you in this, yeah. but his questions were more like, he would say things like i like this do you like it love and it's like again what a concept again (laughs) to give baseline bodily autonomy right (laughs) i mean baseline right Mm -hmm. or i heard him say at one point this may and this made her laugh it made me giggle where she put something on and she was like i don't really know if this is my thing what do you think and he took him a second he goes I think that you would be able to style it to be something that you would like. And oh, she was like, love. that's really sweet. That's not what I'm asking. <laughs> she was yes. like, if this is going to take effort, I'm not going to get it. And he was yeah. like, I believe in your ability to yes. make it look good, but I don't think it looks good right now. And Amazing. she was like, that was helpful. Thank you. So like yes. shouts out to like the extended boyfriends. They're love. so sweet. I've never met a dude who's coming to the store who's weird or yeah. like makes me feel unsafe yeah. or whatever, because it's like, you're already king of the libs for dating a fat girl. Sure. You shouldn't be, but yeah. like, that's where we are right now. Totally. Especially you in know? Nashville, Tennessee, like it, in oh, the middle of the gulch. <laughs> you know? Oh my yeah. God. Especially where we are. It's uh, mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. It's just very wholesome. And like to see men who like stereotypically attractive men, straight size men, mm-hmm who are dating a fat woman yeah who aren't like weird about it or like they don't like we have two really comfy chairs that Mm -hmm. are positioned in front of the dressing rooms Mm -hmm. ideally so you can sit and your friend or whoever can try things on Mm -hmm. and they don't just sit there on their phone and are very passive about the experience right usually they're very involved Mm -hmm. and are like how do you feel in this like how do you think you look I like this, but if you, if it's not comfortable, you won't wear it. So yeah. we shouldn't get it. Whatever. I love that. It, it's awesome. I also think that speaks to just like, so one of my favorite people to follow, do you know Tinks? Do you follow Tinks online? Mm-hmm. She's fun. She's like in her early thirties and gives a lot of like dating advice and mm-hmm. stuff like that. She has a podcast, but she, one of the things, um, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Now we're I'm talking about, about Tinks. We're t- oh, Talking about boyfriends dating plus size women. Oh, one of the things she talks about is how much society shames the interests of women. Like she's like the way that women will like go out of their way to go to sporting events with men and like go to men's, you know, their, their boyfriend's favorite concert. And like, like when women are interested in 
fashion or shopping or anything materialistic with the same energy that men bring to like a Tom Brady conversation. Oh like, my God. We're just shamed out of our minds. It's like, oh, she's so basic. She's so shallow. Yeah. Like, when was the last time that a man was called basic for like worshiping Peyton Manning? Literally. Like, or like when yeah. did that ever happen? Like having photos holding a fish on your dating app. Like, oh, you know, the minute we come oh for God. them for that, like yeah. we're, we're it's terrible. Like, ugh, it's but so like, annoying. Yeah. The interests of women are just perpetually shallow. So I love that like, you're seeing boyfriends like come along on the mm -hmm. shopping adventures of their women and like willfully, willingly, yeah, and, um, enjoy it. That's wonderful. yeah. That that specific couple that was visiting from out of town, it was also really cute because she would like pick things because it's a it's a um, boutique and mm -hmm. so there's not like a shopping cart thing you yeah and like we as like associates will try to say like oh if you want to try these on i can start a fitting room for you mm -hmm. like take them from their hands and put them in so they're not just like carrying things around the store so that's like an easier process yeah but she would take things off the thing and like off the rack and look at the thing <laughs> excuse me and she'd be like, I think I like this. And then she would hand it to her boyfriend. And so he, he was caring, like, all the clothes for her. Mm -hmm. And it was just a very sweet participation yeah. in her activity. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't sitting and not paying attention, but right. that he was an active participant in something yeah. that was important to her. Not insecure by yeah. just for being in a feminine space. That's which, like, what it is. The fragile to, masculinity. Yeah, I'm like, the good fragility. God, I cannot like, do every it. Every work environment is automatically you yeah. know, created for the masculine energy. So you can yeah. come into a store with us. <laughs> yeah. It's just really, I don't know. It's just yeah. really sweet. It shouldn't be something that sticks out to me, but like yeah. with the way that are, especially in the States, mm -hmm. the way that things are in the States is like, mm -hmm. that's very much not, he'd be like, Oh, I'll wait outside or like, I'll go to the bar across the street right. and call me when you're done. Right. But most of the, the dudes that come in are yeah. Like really nice and I'm so glad you can non-threatening persevere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> glad you can get through like 20 minutes of your yeah. girlfriend doing something that's exciting for her. Would you like to pick up your trophy at the office or would you like us to mail it to you? Like we're just so yeah. happy for you. <laughs> Love that you've been able to survive. You. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, dang, are you ready to get in this episode of Dance Yes, Miles? Let's do it. Oh I'm my pumped. gosh. Okay. So this is season two, episode 17. It's called Maddie Has a Secret. <laughs> we get the previously on. Uh, Maddie and Melissa have been through this, like, did they or did they not cheating thing, which like two competitions ago, Maddie's CD skipped because okay. everything's on a CD in 2012. Yes. So when she was dancing, the CD like has a scratch and skips okay. and she got first place. And there was some speculation about like, did Abby scratch it on purpose? Did Melissa scratch it Ooh. on purpose? Because one of the moms claims that if it is scratched, then you get an automatic win or like, mm -hmm. I don't know. There's some like speculation there. Mm -hmm. Um, Paige not getting the only green costume was like a thing for a minute. Mackenzie wins first place for her solo. Mm -hmm. And then on the coming up on, we get that Peyton's going to be here, mm -hmm. which I was really excited about because <laughs> with Peyton comes Leslie. Yes. Okay. This week in Pittsburgh, and I'm just going to go through the facts. Stop me when you have an opinion. Okay. I okay. love it. Um, we're in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any opinions about, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have an opinion about Pittsburgh. No. <laughs> um, last week we got second in the group, which was like a big bummer because Abby always says that second is the first one to lose, blah, 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 whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. The pyramid of children. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom of the pyramid is Paige and Brooke. Duh. Mm -hmm. They're both on probation. Um, and two weeks ago, the week that Maddie's CD skipped, Kelly, their mom, mm -hmm. pulled the solos because they weren't ready. They didn't have enough time. Abby was giving Maddie too much time. She was like, they're going to go out and they're not going to do well, so I'll just pull it now gotcha. to save themselves the embarrassment. Mm -hmm. 
Abby is claiming that they're on the bottom and on probation still this week because last week they didn't beg her to do their solos. Mm -hmm. And Kelly says like, Abby always does the opposite of what we ask her to. So why in the world would I ask her to put my girl solos out? Yeah. She's going to laugh at me. She's going to tell me I'm stupid and she's not going to do it. What's the point? And she's right. Right. She's very much right. Do we know what Enneagram number Abby is? Do you have a theory? Uh, Yes. Okay. I, okay. My theory is that Abby is a two. Oh, wow. Because when twos are disintegrated, Uh they go to eights. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Abby makes offhand, uh, offhanded comments a lot about how much people need her Mm. and how much you wouldn't be anything without me. Yes. And that is a very unhealthy thing for a two That's fair. to think. Mm-hmm. Um, she, Maddie had an interview come out um, in Cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. That's like a really interesting article. Um, and I read some of it in my conversation with Faith and JD from a few weeks ago. And she literally, like Maddie never even says Abby's name. Mm-hmm. Like she cannot be bothered. She has too many things going on. She's like my dance teacher, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And Abby clapped back on her YouTube channel, question mark, <laughs> and was like, that child would be nothing without me. I made her blah, blah, blah. And oh. that is a very two thing yeah, to think. Totally. That I am so needed that without me, you would be nothing. Yes, totally. Usually that's the fear of a two, that uh-huh. twos are afraid. Unlovable. Right. Yeah. They're not worth something in terms of like, if I don't help them, they can do it without me is a fear-based thing that they try yeah. to avoid. Yeah. But Abby leans into that and Uh then disintegrates into an eight and wants to fight all the time okay that's fair that's my that's my theory i see some like aggressive eight tendencies in just like Mm -hmm. wanting to oppose whatever is presented yeah to her oh my god that's fair yeah yeah that's my theory that's my theory yeah (laughs) which also like if i'm ever clapping back on a youtube channel about something that one of my former students said about me, like, please just bury me in the ground. Like, L- you can literally me take me out to the shed and put me out of my misery. <laughs> like that is uh, sedate that is me. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah just put me down. Yeah, honestly. Lethal injection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Bottom of the pyramid, Paige and Brooke. Also Nia, because she just didn't apply, apply her corrections, whatever. And mm-hmm. also Abby hates Nia. <laughs> um, middle is Chloe and Maddie mm-hmm. because they were like fine, but they're in the middle because she wanted Mackenzie at the top because Mackenzie yes. wins the solo. So she, they're kind of in the middle by default, right? But Mackenzie, excuse me, Mackenzie got a crown. Mm-hmm. She got first place. She won everything, and I'm screaming. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, love that child. She's adorable. She was so cute. Her yeah. little Daisy Chain costume was like, yeah, so cute. And she won and she got a little crown and it was so very cute. adorable. And Melissa, of course, her mom was like weeping. Yeah. Uh, and it was very cute. So she's at the top. Adorable. This week, we're going to Star Power in Virginia. It's allegedly the largest dance competition in the States, mm-hmm. like period. Yeah. And it's the 25th anniversary. So it's like a huge mm. deal for a huge competition. And like my first thought was like the event staff, bless them. Yeah. They deserve all the good things in the world because Definitely. that sounds like a nightmare. Uh-huh. Um, and Mackenzie is going to be in the group dance, which is exciting because she's sometimes she's not if the choreography or the concept mm-hmm. is like too whatever mm-hmm. because she is so baby she just won't be in it. Yeah, but she is going to be in it this week. Mm-hmm. And Maddie and Chloe are both doing solos. Okay. Hi friends, this is Amanda. This is editing Amanda. Um, I'm about to go into like a tirade about why I think Abby is unoriginal because of oh hi Liza. Sure. 
Um, I'm about to go into like on this tangent about me thinking that Abby's not original because of the content of Maddie Solo, but I like totally skip what she's referencing. So Maddie Solo is called Looking for a Place Like Home, and Abby says that it's supposed to be a reference to The Wizard of Oz, and like there's no place like home. But I like totally jump over what Abby is supposed to be comp- like what she's comparing Maddie Solo to and like what she's like essentially ripping off. Um, and I forgot to say that, and so this makes no sense because I'm going on a tangent about why I think Abby's not creative and I'm not even telling you why. So, that's what it is. I don't think she's creative in general, but specifically here, she's not being creative because she is pulling Maddie's solo, which is called Looking for a Place Like Home. She's pulling it from The Wizard of Oz and the phrase, There's No Place Like Home. Liza, do you have anything else you want to add? Okay, great. Bye. Maddie's solo is called Looking for a Place Like Home, which, mm-hmm. again, where is the creativity? Right. Where is the original concept that Abby claims to be the, this creative brain? Mm-hmm. Where is she? I don't see her. Mm-hmm. Because she does things like this all the time, where she pulls from something else mm-hmm. and then like makes a dance based on an unoriginal idea. Mm-hmm. My best friend of the podcast, Liliana, who emails me every once in a while, emailed me um, the, a couple of days ago. And told me, because last week, you're going to love this. Last week, Maddie did a dance mm-hmm. based on the life and times of Helen Keller. <laughs> Straight up. Dead ass. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, no. real. And it was called Helen Keller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Insane. Oh, no. Insane. Oh, no. And, yeah. And Liliana emailed me uh, some links to different YouTube videos. And one of the links was that... Uh, was a link to Maddie and another very older student doing a dance called Miracle Worker based on the movie about Helen Keller and her teacher. This feels like a a precursor to the recent-ish, like, Maddie's in every Sia music video controversy where she, like, embodied... What did she do? Something with autism? Oh, the movie? Yes. The movie, yes. she she played the character uh-huh. of a person with autism. Yeah. She, like, pretended, like, for the sake of the Sia movie, she yeah. pretended to have autism, which so, is, like, like, so problematic and whatever. Yeah. But, like, very much reflected here. And, like, uh-huh. Abby just has no original ideas. Uh-huh. And Abby Solo, or Maddie Solo, I mean, last week, was basically a direct copy and paste of when she did the Helen Keller <laughs> dance oh. B- before dance moms even happened oh so she didn't really do anything new yeah she just kind of recycled half of a duet right. and like tweaked it to be a solo but it's yeah. not new information yeah so she's doing no creativity and there's also a like this is something that was going to be on the bottom of my pyramid but i felt like it was too much but uh unfortunately i uh am a theater kid which mm-hmm. like yikes but it's who i am it's, it's how my biggest regret that i wasn't a theater kid honestly. yeah it's the blessing and the curse of my life but <laughs> currently uh, what's happening on broadway is that there are very few original musical concepts mm. we're seeing a lot of movie to musical adaptations mm-hmm. like lots of revisiting like revivals or like redoing stuff or autobiography musicals. It's like, where's the creativity? Yeah. It's giving go girl, give us nothing. Like it is so just nothing. And it's so annoying because you could do so much with these very talented dancers and you're Mm -hmm. doing ideas that have already been done. Yeah. And it's like, where's the creativity girl? It's yeah. yeah, We're tired. Mm -hmm. Give us something new. Yeah. And then 
uh, Chloe is doing a number called what goes around, what goes around comes around. And this is so, so juicy. (laughs) Abby's like, you know, whatever this child puts out into the universe is going to come back to bite her in the butt. And Christy, her mom says, well, that means that fate is going to hit Abby like a Mack truck one day, which is true (laughs) because Abby went to prison. Oh, Yes, for uh, pretty recently for like tax stuff. Oh my God. So Christy, again, life imitating art. Prison. Federal prison. with an eye telling us the truth. (laughs) Truth. Never have I not learned the truth from a Christy with an eye. That's amazing. Okay, so after this comment that like, you know, is very much like the Simpsons in terms Mm -hmm. of like life predicting art, it's very scary. Yes. Um, Or art predicting life, I mean. So after that, Brooke raises her hand and she says, like, this weekend or this week or whenever is my school dance. She's in the eighth grade. And she's like, I really want to go because it's, like, my eighth grade formal. Mm-hmm. And Abby's like, and she's like, can I go? And Abby's like, well, if I were you, I wouldn't be making that choice. But who am I to tell you to stay or go? Whatever. And so Abby tells her it's fine. And so we don't see Brooke. Uh, we see Brooke a little bit. But in terms of, like, competition and dance and stuff, mm-hmm. she's not. She doesn't get a solo. She's not in the group. Yeah. She gets the week off, basically. Yeah. Which is exciting because Abby's like, well, if I had told her to stay, I would have had like a brooding teenager on my hands all weekend. I don't want that and whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, talk until you're blue in the face. No one cares. Yeah. I'm excited for Brooke mm-hmm. because like that, even though it's not like prom or like anything that is like humongous, like mm-hmm. the eighth grade formal, like oh, you as an eighth grader, the social event of the season. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like all your friends are going. So if you don't go because your mom's making you do a dance thing for TV, yes, everyone's going to think that you're a loser. Uh-huh. So like socially, it's important for her to go totally too. So I was excited that she gets to go. Absolutely. Um, the moms move up to the Lido deck. Mm-hmm. We're four days out from the competition. The group number is called the Huntress. Mm-hmm. And Abby says, it's based on the movie. What is it? The The Hunger Games. <laughs> and she says, it's about children killing each other to survive. Yes. <laughs> children hunting children. Yeah. Um, and so Abby's like, well, with Brooke gone, like, I need a leader. Like, essentially, I need someone who's going to hunt these kids. Yeah. Um, Cute. Right. And Christy is like kind of peeved. Mm-hmm. She's like, why did you have to do that? She's like, we well, could have just picked one of the kids who already dances in this group and it still would have counted as a small group. Like, mm-hmm. why are you bringing in somebody new? What, what is the reason? Yeah. Um, and so Abby then is like, Hey, is my phone ringing. Oh, it's a spammerous. Go away. <laughs> um, Abby is like, Hey Maddie, go get Peyton. She's in the other studio with the, like the junior or the teen group. Go get her, tell her to come in here. And, Christy like sees that Peyton walks in and she rolls her eyes because she knows that Peyton is attached to Leslie. Mm. Leslie's not here today, mm-hmm. but Christy and Leslie obviously don't get along. Okay. And so when she sees that Peyton is going to be a part of the group, she's like, great. That means there's going to be Leslie and Leslie sucks. Yes. Mom. Yes, she does. And, um, Holly is like, I don't really understand like if it didn't work out with Peyton the first time she was here, why are we bringing her back? Like it obviously didn't work. She was rude, which you and I talked about and they talked about in the episode. Mm -hmm. She was really cocky and really rude. The first time she was here, Mm -hmm. Leslie's a nightmare. If it didn't work out the first time, why don't you pick another teen kid Mm -hmm. or someone in the group and just do it that way? Holly and I are confused. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Kelly also says that there's rumors of Peyton being a bully. Mm-hmm. And Chrissy's like, well, the apple doesn't fall that far from the tree. <laughs> right. She's like, look at the material. Right. Totally. Like, let's ask the audience. Yeah. 
Leslie's a nightmare. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't come as a surprise that she raises a nightmare. Yeah. You know, for sure. Um, and then yeah. Abby says, Peyton is going to be the huntress and you all, and she tells the little ones, you all will be dinner and they giggle and think it's really cute and, yeah. and really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts about any of that? Um, it's just like establishing stuff. It's not really the yeah. juicy stuff. I don't, I think I, from that section, I just wrote down Holly explaining the nuance of power imbalances to all of the white women in the room back in the 2010s is proof that women of color have always been at the center of activism since oh, the dawn of time. So like we should, God. we should follow their lead. Like that was heavy P so that is real to me. Excellently articulated. You know, absolutely. Like there, absolutely. it was a brief moment, but she was like, yeah, when I, I guess it was Leslie was saying something like, tell me how she bullied your kids. Like, tell me how. And yeah. Holly comes in and she's like, there was a power imbalance and like speaks so well about that, of course. And it just shows that we should fall right in line behind our fabulous women of color. And Absolutely. Run and specifically, the that they're already running. <laughs> specifically black women in white circles. Completely. Like, yes. come on. Come you on. know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. hundred percent. Um, okay. So now we cut to like a dress shop. It's called Babette. Mm -hmm. Um, and Christy and Kelly are going with Brooke. If I were Kelly, I would need my bestie. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I love Christy and Kelly are BFFs mm -hmm. and you can tell, yeah. especially in moments like this where Kelly like needs a little bit of emotional support and she brings Christy. And yes. like, I also think that with this, like constantly being together energy that the moms kind of help mother each other's kids. Yes. Like, I'm sure there's like carpools that are worked out. Mm -hmm. um, there are different episodes where certain moms cannot attend. And mm -hmm. so they tell the other moms like, look after my daughter. Or they'll mm -hmm. say like, if you need to go, like there was an episode, the episode I covered with Caitlin uh, way back in the day, Christy debates whether or not to go to a content or a competition because her mom isn't doing very well. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know if I should stay with my mom or if I should go with Chloe. Mm -hmm. And Kelly says like, I think your mom would want you to go. I think if you show up for your mom, she's going to be like, why aren't you with your daughter? Like, why are you here with me? Go be with your daughter. Mm -hmm. But if you need to go, I will stay with her, with Chloe and I'll mm -hmm. make sure that she's okay. And I'll take care of her. I love that. So like, it is no surprise that like, we have like second mom mm -hmm. coming in to like do this important thing. And love I love that. I love the Christine. resilience of yes. divine femininity. Like we're all yeah. just mothering each other left and right all the time. Totally. The and there's like, thing. Brooke gets it. Like they try, on different dresses and brooke like pulls out this like beautiful dress and she's like i really like this one mm -hmm. kelly is sobbing she is unwell yes. she's not well and christy yeah. like you were saying switches into momming both of them mm -hmm. <laughs> she's yes. like brooke you look excellent kelly i love you get it together yes. like, it's like she's doing <laughs> yeah she's doing both it's yes. really cute and kelly is mainly like perturbed that she isn't gonna be home helping brooke get ready for the dance she has to go to the mm -hmm. competition yeah she's sad because she's like you're getting too big and like mm -hmm. you're getting so old and whatever but also i wish i was here and i i can't be here i have to go with Paige to the competition yeah so kelly's haircut yes speak is, on it <laughs> is so wonderful to me it's like an elevated kate goslin yep and the layers in the front like i remember growing up and when i saw moms with that specific haircut like high mm -hmm. in the back long layers in the front that like frame the chin. I was like, that woman has it together. That woman has a 401k. She has yeah. a detailed organization system in her pantry. Like she yeah. has her health benefits package cover optical. 100%. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hasn't been to therapy, but, but, <laughs> but like she gets a French manicure every week and mm -hmm. there's something admirable about that. So yeah. I just really love Kelly's haircut. Kelly's hair, like 
It's it. It's, I was telling you, I've said it before. It's what every Karen thinks they're doing. Yes. But Kelly's actually doing She's it. She's executing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it looks yeah. so good. We love. Okay. The next day, Peyton comes back and so does Leslie. Mm-hmm. Um, Peyton's like tells um, Abby that like she like hurt her finger, potentially broke her finger the night before doing mm-hmm. the Huntress uh, activities. Mm-hmm. Um and Leslie is like, or Abby's like, yeah, you need to kind of get it together. Like, I don't, she says like, you can't really wear this point in rehearsal mm-hmm. because you're going to be like digging metal into somebody else. So you have to take it off. Right. And Leslie's like, oh, Peyton will suck it up. She'll take it off. <laughs> right. She speaks for the child. And yes. it's like, oh, she'll just snap her finger in half and it's like fine. Right. And Peyton's like, okay. Yeah. Just like, whatever, I guess. Yeah. So again, we, we've talked about this before, but like not listening to our bodies, uh-huh. not paying attention to what we need. Yes. All of that's pushed to the side in this for the sake of, you know, Abby's ego, the willingness to like push our children into painful circumstances because it's convenient for us. Mm-hmm. Like SOS send help. Like, yeah. is your kid's finger? Okay. I'm concerned. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so Leslie goes upstairs and she is immediately fighting with Christy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, they, they waste yes. no time yes. getting into an altercation. Uh-huh. And Leslie isn't like denying, like Christy brings up that Peyton is, has a reputation of being a bully. Mm-hmm. And Leslie doesn't really deny that it's the case, mm-hmm. but she's like, who told you that? And Christy's mm-hmm. like, Melissa. And then she's, Melissa's like, yeah, I heard that Peyton is kind of a bully. And mm-hmm. I mentioned it to Christy. Mm-hmm. And Leslie's not denying that Peyton's a bully. She's mad that Melissa told Christy and not her. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't really defend her kid. Yeah. She's just like, how is she a bully? Like, give right. me specific examples. Which, like, right. oh my god, is like such a, um, that's such a cop-out argument uh-huh. for positions of abuse. Yeah. Totally. So, like, any time that, like, women express this idea of being in a parking garage and feeling mm. unsafe, it's like, well, when was the Men last time? Like, that, tell me how. Yeah. When did you get attacked mm-hmm. in a parking garage? It's like, yeah. I don't. Yeah. But that's the system that's in place. Yeah, totally. So, like, Peyton having a reputation of being a bully is very much mm-hmm. um, as big of an issue mm-hmm. as her being a bully. Yeah, it exists for a reason. Exactly. People don't have time to just, like, make up untrue things about And no one's, like, documenting. People. No one's, like, clocking the time card of when she yeah. was a bully. We're like, trying to, like, survive through our trauma, thanks. Yeah, it's yeah. just, like, her energy. She's really mm-hmm. intimidating. Um, Melissa mentions the way she speaks to Maddie and mm-hmm. is like, move, you're in my way. Like, even if bully isn't the right word, maybe mm-hmm. she's just really aggressive with the younger kids and it totally. frightens them. Totally. They're children. They're babies. They're that like is still fine. forming. Yeah. Um, yeah. We like cut to a commercial and then we come like right back and Leslie tells Melissa like, well, the examples you're giving me are not good enough. Mm-hmm. She's like, this doesn't really mean anything to me. And she's like, real bullying if you even know what that is what Mm -hmm. that word means Mm -hmm. is like and then she gets interrupted by holly who Mm -hmm. makes the the um yes unbalance of power like there's an imbalance of power yes she says when you are uh have more power than someone else and you use it against them that's bullying yes love go off period go off holly and then leslie claps back with the age-old um Mm -hmm. comeback of shut your face of course which like killer you and really took him out at the knees with that one yeah. leslie you got him got him super like, super super good yeah, yeah get a grip christy Meanwhile, i'm like holly needs a ted talk 
Okay, give this woman who's 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 the educator in the room? Then gotta be Holly. It's Holly. Yeah, gotta be. Not only is Holly an educator, get into this. She's Dr. Holly because she is a (gasps) principal of of a school. Of course she is. I can see her carrying around like the bedazzled key ring. Uh huh. And like making the walkie-talkies. Oh. Hundred percent. Just checking in. How yes. are we feeling? Yeah, hundred percent. Yes, Miss Brown. How are you doing? Yeah. Today? How are your kids? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. Doctor Holly. We Doctor Holly making her rounds. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Um, and then Christy is like, or sorry, not Christy. Leslie is like, well, I, you know, even if you don't want me here, I'm here and get over it and blah blah blah, whatever. So great entry great re-entry into the group we were really concerned that the other moms weren't gonna like us but i guess we don't care anymore right totally sick mm-hmm. yeah yeah um <laughs> then we get back to the group dance and abby like uh, so Mackenzie has this moment where she has to like artistically run around a group <laughs> i and hate abby, when i have to artistically yeah run. you know what i mean and tough. abby is like um <laughs> don't run like you're a child and she goes you're a warrior you're fighting for your country and we both <laughs> lost it like absolutely lost it what a metaphor 10 years later of like what we're telling children to do by just going into school every day yeah like, you're fighting for your country no worries about gun control you're a no. warrior yeah you are a warrior <laughs> don't wear that mask go into combat yeah and it's also funny too because like abby explicitly states at the beginning that like this number is supposed to be inspired by the hunger games right it's like the hunger games were not fighting for your country True. No. Like, is she Katniss Everdeen or is she a Navy SEAL? Like, it's hard to say. What, hard to we? say. <laughs> it's so <laughs> stupid. You're a warrior. You're fighting for your country. Oh, <laughs> it's so we, funny. I mean, so resonant. It's also funny so too resonant. that she's like, "Don't run like a child, right. you're a seven year old." Right. <laughs> Right. She's like, I don't know what else to do. Last right. week she was talking about her crush on Justin Bieber. She's like, I'm just in I'm a Justin Bieber stan. I'm a believer, a believer, and now I'm a soldier. Like, I'm confused. Identity crisis. Yeah, literally going through an identity crisis. I'm confused. <laughs> so we leave the group. We go back to, or we cut to Maddie's solo rehearsal. Um, Maddie in her interview, like her talking head highlights. I love how kids just talk in stream of consciousness mm-hmm. run on sentences. Yes. I love my dance and I think that I'm going to do really good. And mm-hmm. even though I'm stressed, I think it's still going to be fine. And Miss Abby knows what's best for me. And <laughs> there's a lot of pressure and she just like yes. spins a yarn. Uh-huh. And it's like, you're saying nothing with a lot of words, totally. a, a lot of words to say yes. nothing, but it's so sweet. And yeah. it's just like such the way that kids speak yeah just like continuing to talk for forever until the sun so goes true. down it's yeah. so sweet until they like overshare about something their parents have done or something yeah, <laughs> yeah and you're like wait start over <laughs> let's unpack that yeah talk to me about harold again what yeah we- what are we talking about <laughs> yeah do you feel unsafe blink twice <laughs> yeah, very much that <laughs> yes um maddie is going up against the older kids and we're like a little worried because she's on the young end of her age bracket so melissa's like i'm scared whatever um, and Abby straight up in her talking head says every dance that Maddie does is a great dance. Mm-hmm. So at least we're not pretending anymore. Yeah. Like at least the cards are on the table and Abby admits to us, the viewer that mm-hmm. Maddie's the favorite. Totally. She's trying to save face around the mom still, but to us, mm-hmm. she's like, Oh no, Maddie's the face. Is this the first time she's done that? Or does she usually do that? No, but she didn't do it for a while. There okay. was a, a time where she was trying to go back and forth between yes, she is. And no, she's not. Mm-hmm. But there was a time when it was the Abby Geddon episode, the last time that Eli was on. 
and she gets beat by her rival, the Candy Apples, and Maddie, <laughs> yeah, right, the Candy Apples dance studio. I want my rival to be the Candy Apples. I mean, I'm going to refer to all enemies from now on as the Candy as Apples. As the Candy Apples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, and Maddie forgets a solo. Mm-hmm. She like goes out on stage, deer in the headlights, forgets and runs off. Oh. And Abby dissolves into tears she can't stop crying and the moms are like you know when my child forgot the dance you didn't shed a tear you told Uh her to suck it up and that she should have stayed out and been scared and whatever and abby knows that she's been caught with her pants down she knows that that they're right yeah and so since then she's kind of just dispensed with this whole abby's not or maddie's not my favorite thing and now now that she got caught Mm red-handed she's like yeah yeah. every dance that maddie does is a great dance yeah which she's right but yeah. for wrong reasons <laughs> um abby reminds maddie like you know this is the biggest competition in the world or whatever kids don't know what that means mm-hmm. like kids don't feel pressure the same way that adults do they don't process it the same way mm-hmm. so maddie is way more concerned about you the teacher putting pressure on her than like reputations of dance franchises Mm -hmm. dance competition Mm -hmm. franchises she doesn't care about that stuff she doesn't understand that stuff right but that one-on-one piece is crucial to kids of that age like she'll understand that you're mad at her Mm -hmm. that's very easy but like the like the larger issue she's Mm -hmm. like i don't really care about that she doesn't say it but like right in conversations like that you don't need to focus on that yeah you need to focus on i am putting a lot of faith in you and i trust you that you can do this like that's the conversation that needs to be had but totally. it's not yeah because of course yeah um chloe's solo rehearsal is next and i oh my god what goes around comes around <laughs> i really wish this was the jt song but mm. it's not yeah the justin timberlake what goes around, yes. around. oh dang that it's not great. even close yeah it's like totally the opposite but i was really like I knew it wasn't going to happen because JT's not royalty free, but like (laughs) I wanted it to be him. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. And then Christy's like, there's a lot of posing and like walking, but not a lot of real dancing. And Mm -hmm. she says Maddie's choreography is way more intense and way more complex. Mm -hmm. And my daughter's getting Mm -hmm. walk around, strike a pose twirl. Yeah. Not really anything substantial. Right. So then we cut to 7.15 a.m. Mm. at the studio, which like Harsh. an ungodly hour to be doing anything other than like yeah. getting ready. Aggressive. Ooh. Yeah. Dancing, 7.15. Right. Which means they probably like, now my adult brain is like, I bet they left their house at mm-hmm. like 6.30, 6.45, which yeah. meant that that child had to start waking up at 6. Brutal. Like, that's insane. She's what, 10? Yeah. Insane. Or nine. Like would love to know what went into the depuffing routine on that morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she gets like the ice jade roller from right. the freezer and it's like rolling out the puffs. Yes. Yeah, totally. Tiny children aggressively trying to <laughs> yeah. make their poor eyelids like yeah. go down in size. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, and this is where we hear that star power, the competition, is split because mm-hmm. it's so big, it's split into two locations. Mm-hmm. Maddie is going to do two different numbers. Mm-hmm. Abby's like, you're going to do the one that's like the uncreative one from the wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. You're going to do that one at the same competition that we're doing the group dance at the same competition that Chloe's doing her solo. You're going to do that there. And then we're going to jog across the street and go again at a different competition. And she said that, that the, the um, competition director said that she could enter the same child twice, mm-hmm. which like, I don't know how that's allowed, Yeah, but that they couldn't do the same number twice, which so is fair. But like you're entering the same kid twice at a competition. Like, right. That's weird. It feels 
I just have questions for the logistics. Feels rigged. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird. Yeah. Um, so Maddie's, yeah, Maddie's doing Wizard of Oz in one spot and then she's going up into the other place and she's doing Cry, which mm-hmm. is like the one that most people associate yes. with Dance Moms. Uh-huh. It's the Maddie face. I've seen that one. Yes. Like, yeah. yes. I, when they played that clip, I was like, okay, yes, I've seen this in like a meme or a gif or something. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, but, um, Abby tells him it's a secret. She mm-hmm. tells Maddie and Melissa this is going to be our secret. Don't tell anybody else because everybody's going to get mad at me. And rightly so, Abby, because yeah. this is kind of a dick move, to totally. be honest. Like, this is really mean. Uh, yeah. So they should be allowed to be mad at you, but mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cut to commercial. Come back. One day out. So we're leaving tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Group rehearsal. Christy says this either this routine is either going to be really good or really bad. Mm-hmm. Which, like sounds like not that astute of an observation but it kind of is It's kind of profound like it's teetering on the edge of like oh it's going to be this like really cool artsy fartsy thing and Mm -hmm. it's going to be like edgy and whatever or it's going to (laughs) suck it's going to that that's all going to be lost and it's going to be like a nightmare yes and abby is like oh i was feeling good about this yesterday but now i don't feel as good about it she's like nia's being sloppy mckenzie is a beat behind Mm -hmm. All the things. I low-key feel like Christy contains multitudes. Like, I wrote down around this part, Christy scares me, but I still want her to love me. <laughs> yes. So here's my theory about Christy. Uh-huh. Christy is an excellent mom. Okay. She is very good at the one-on-one with Chloe. Uh-huh. She We see all the time her, like, affirming Chloe and yes. telling her, like, it doesn't, like, Abby doesn't matter. Yeah. If you feel like you did a good job, mm-hmm. that's what matters. That. Like she is very good at being a mom. She's very good at mothering Brooke and Paige. Mm-hmm. There was a time, I think last week when Paige gets the, or maybe it was a, a couple weeks ago. I can't remember, but Paige, it was two weeks ago. Paige's solo gets like, or Abby has a chair because mm-hmm. Paige's solo requires a chair. And she like throws it across the room. Oh and it's gosh. like very scary. Yeah. And Kelly, her mom comes down from the Lido deck and goes into the rehearsal hall to scream at Abby in a fight with her. Like mm-hmm. she usually does. But Paige comes out of the rehearsal hall and goes to Christy and Christy mm-hmm. holds her and lets her cry. And mm-hmm. it's very sweet. So I think, yeah, Christy's maternal instinct is very strong in general. Yeah. Supportive. She mothers Kelly. She mothers Kelly's children. She mm-hmm. mothers her daughter. Yeah. What Christy's bad at is arguing. Yes. She indeed. can't argue with somebody. Right. Even if she's right, mm-hmm. she doesn't, she, I think, does what a lot of people do, where she gets so worked up about mm-hmm. the fact that she's right. She can't. That she can't communicate mm-hmm. it. And she can't, like, Holly, earlier with the bullying thing, mm-hmm. she lays out the definition, and it's like, this is what it means to be a bully, and your child falls in this category. Yeah. So she's a bully. Mm-hmm. Christy doesn't do that. Right. Christy's like, your child sucks. It's right. like, that's not an argument. Christy's like, it's either going to be really bad or really good. <laughs> and you're like, I hear that. And we have to read into it. But because it's going to take a minute. Christy. Yeah. yeah, where mm-hmm. are you? I want to be with you. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's my theory about Christy. I love Christy. Yeah. Holly is the gold standard. She's, yes. like, set aside. Perfection. But, like, with all the like plebeian other people uh-huh. christy's my favorite okay i love, love christy and then we love and honor kelly's haircut from afar yes yeah yeah <laughs> um there's also a moment where the girls are standing around abby talking and i yelled this at you but peyton has a six-pack yes she takes it's a upsetting. deep breath and it she's like mm-hmm. she is a six-pack mm-hmm. it's yeah. crazy i've never and we started talking about like there's never been a moment in my no. life it's not like i went into no. adulthood and like 
lost my figure. Like I've no. never had a six pack ever in my life. No. It's always been buried. No, I think I was born thicker than some of these girls. 100%. You know what I mean? I was never yes. a thin, frail child. No, in my <laughs> most active my days as like a young elementary softball player, like I was still, there was a lot of padding. There was a lot of insulation. Yeah. We had a lot of insurance. I've always been sturdy. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely solid. In yeah. Every sense of the word. <laughs> totally. Like, totally. We don't call young girls hosses often, but like I could have been one. Yeah. 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 Same. For sure. <laughs> um, Peyton has a conversation with her mom that's also upsetting where she's like, um, they're talking about her finger. Mm-hmm. And Leslie's like, well, if it breaks, it breaks and suck it up. Right. They're like, sick love this conversation going back to the quote you're a warrior you're fighting for your country (laughs) yeah if your finger breaks honestly it's just a casualty of war get over it yeah (laughs) um we are rolling up to the competition we get on the buses we're here um getting ready for the group number and abby is like peyton how's the finger and she's like uh it hurts really bad and she's like abby's like well it's she says i'm not gonna lie to you it's gonna hurt but it's only gonna hurt for two and a half minutes Mm -hmm. get it together and she's like and if it breaks it breaks she's Mm -hmm. like you're gonna look bad in your wedding photos but like who cares (laughs) right uh already what indoctrinating children at a young age that they will get married no questions asked so like true sounds dang i didn't even pick up on that (gasps) you know like that's how it starts that's how we have an identity crisis in our early 20s when we graduate from like a Christian liberal arts college without an engagement. And we're like, oh my gosh, I failed. It's those kinds of comments. It's that it, This is the messaging we receive yeah. as children. Like one day when you have a husband, one day when you get married, one day. But when wedding. you have kids, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Totally. It's like, like that what? may not be everybody's journey. I didn't even pick up on that. Oh, Dang. Yeah, you know, uh, I picked up on the fact that I think it should be the opposite. Right. That like, if you're thinking about your future, uh-huh. it, this shouldn't matter. Totally. <laughs> totally. So like whatever. For sure. Um, and then Leslie asks if she can, if Peyton can dance with this like hunk of metal splint and Abby's like, absolutely not. It's going to look stupid Yeah, and she's going to hurt people. So no. Yeah. Um, and she says like, what was that story about that guy that got stuck on a cliff and he ate off his own arm? He's fine. (laughs) So like, whatever. Bless. She goes, there's your lesson for the day. You're fine. When Abby tries to make a pop culture reference. (laughs) She has no idea what she's talking about. She's like this guy with the thing in the arm and he's fine. Do you know what she's referencing though? No. I no, actually I do. Have no idea. My dad listened to an audiobook when I was younger about this guy. Literally uh-huh. got his arm stuck in a cliff oh, and had to like gnaw it off. Like it was Ew. it was violent. Drank Gross. his own pee to survive. Like it's a whole thing. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, which is why like I never really took many visits to Climb Nashville after that. So dang. <laughs> Shout out to front of the podcast, Climb Nashville. Nobody go there. You'll have to eat your own arm off. Be careful. <laughs> um Brooke sends Kelly a little picture of her in her formal dress. It's so, so cute. cute. And it, it's just, she's like, I need to save the, the text of Brooke texting me that I miss you. She's mm-hmm. like, I need to save that. And Christy's like, don't worry. She'll forget all about you when she starts kissing somebody at the dance. I'm like, Christy, <laughs> that's unfortunate, but whatever. <laughs> um, hear me out. These costumes are gas. They're they awesome. look so good. I thought the exact same thing. I I'm like, like dang. Once, it's like when they were practicing the dances, I was like, this is like, this is middle of the pyramid. I don't I'm know. It's like fine. But then once the costumes and makeup came together, I was like, oh. oh. Yeah. They like it are metal it. kind of like metallic, but like the moms obviously got like embroidery hoops or headbands uh-huh. or something and put vines, like entangled yes. vines on them and spray painted them gold. So yeah. they look like golden wreaths. Like yeah. it looks really good. It's very, I was like, kind of surprised. Subtly Grecian. Yeah. Because their costumes last week were 
heinous. Okay. So yeah. it's like really a hit or miss thing. Yeah. And I think usually when it's left up to the moms, they look really good. Mm -hmm. But they were very sometimes like, they're awful. Ethereal and fairy like and yeah. it was giving like a midsummer night's dream. I don't know. Yeah. It yeah. Beautiful. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then Abby tells Peyton, like, you know, uh, she pulls her to the side and is uh, reminding her of her behavior last time and like you need to get it together I don't want to hear you talking like you did last time you were here mm -hmm. that's unacceptable whatever and she's like you know I agree like I'll do better and she says like I'm just reminding Peyton of how her mouth got her in trouble last time and everyone hated her mm -hmm. I was like I don't think there was that everyone hated her piece right I think you're projecting yeah you know it's never helpful to like help someone grow by telling them that other people hate them like that's not it's not really what we do yeah, anymore. It's not how we really water our plants, you but know. That's yeah. how Abby has been rolling since day one. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's totally. kind of her whole personality. For sure. Um, <laughs> the group number, like the number number that it is assigned is 169. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Cute. Um, Holly says it's like weird that like the dance concept is weird, but she's like, I guess Abby does weird best. So mm -hmm. like if we're gonna be weird, I it's good that we're weird with Abby, you mm -hmm. know. Um, oh, and Leslie says like, well, I hope that Peyton's finger is feeling better so that these other moms have nothing to complain about. Bessie, they'll think of something. Sure. <laughs> sure. These moms no don't shortage. need evidence to slam dunk on a kid. Not like, at all. They, no. they, Melissa existing is too much for them. Totally. They will find something to like dunk on. Yeah. Someone if, breathes if the finger. wrong and we're going to hear about it. Like, that. oh, we hate her now. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. They invented cancel culture. So then as the group number is happening, Mackenzie, like, like Peyton, like turns herself into like a ball mm -hmm. and Mackenzie supposed to stand on her back mm -hmm. for a second, which like the physics, I have questions. Yeah. Like that doesn't sound like it's going to work. Isn't mathing. You're, mm -hmm. Yeah. Your back is not flat if your no. knees are tucked up under you. Nope. So like, what are we doing? Yeah. So she slips mm -hmm. um, and Melissa's like, oh no, you know, like I was so shocked and whatever. How is this giving Hunger Games? Right. Where, in, except for the children dying at the end. Yeah. How is this Hunger Games? It, it, like, yeah. Except for the, like, the six pack. Show me. Show yeah. Me where. She does. She has her arms kind of stretched out like she's shooting a bow and arrow like mm -hmm. once. Yes. I don't know. That. It's not giving Hunger Games to right, me. Right, right. It's just strange. Maybe we should have incorporated like a Katniss braid or something into the hair. Yeah, it's it's reminding me more of like Greek mythology with mm -hmm. their costumes. Totally. So, but it's not really giving like dystopian society where not children hunt each other for sport. Absolutely. Like that's not, not what I'm. It's giving ethereal. It's not giving combat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's not giving you're a warrior fighting for your country. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not giving patriot. No. So. <laughs> no. Um, we get to the group awards. Peyton's interviews in this, and I know it's not her fault because she's a child, <laughs> but they sound so robotic. They do. I know. Like, that. out of all the kids, Scripted. even Mackenzie mm -hmm. sounds more natural. But, like, and again, I know it's not her fault. I know uh -huh. the producers feed these kids all the things, and it's just the kids' delivery. 100%. But, like, yeah. gosh darn it, if they aren't the yeah. most robotic thing she's I've ever heard in my like life. This is a challenge, and I hope I can rise to the challenge. Like it's yeah, you know, I hope I can show Abby that I am a good leader, and I deserve to be a part of this team. Right? And you're like, right. where is the right. feeling in this? Like, right. I don't get it. Are you okay? Is there a pulse? Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> um, there's one tenth of a point that separates first from second mm -hmm. place. Yeah, and they get second, mm -hmm. and of all the moms are like, yay! But like the uh -huh. children are like, know in the back of their little brains that Abby's going to be peeved, and she is. Yeah. Um. But I didn't, and I noticed this a lot too, but I don't think I've ever mentioned it, or maybe someone has, and I just forgot, 
which is entirely possible. Um, but when the girls get to the green room before Abby, the moms like affirm them mm-hmm. and are like, we're so proud of you. You did so good. And yeah. they get like at least a minute, uh, like ahead of Abby, because yeah. you know, those children are sprinting down the hallway because yeah. they're in a school and that you're not allowed to do that during school. And so they're like running down a hallway. Cause that's what you do as a kid. Totally. And they get to the moms first mm-hmm. and like having that moment of like, I'm proud of you. You did a good job before the cloud of Abby's personality appears is like, I think a a really good move. Yes. I agree. And then Abby comes in and she's like, well, how do you all think we did? And she looks at Peyton and Mm -hmm. she's like daring her to say something rude or Mm -hmm. say something cocky. Yeah. And Peyton goes good. And she goes, how do you think we did? Mm -hmm. Which like good move on her. Yes. And Abby's like, that's it. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for that attitude, not the cocky attitude. The power of asking questions. Yes. And how it immediately flip introduces humility yeah. into the script. Yes. Flip the script, it. make it about her. Yeah. Yeah. Way better. Especially yeah. to appeal to her ego. Right. Um, and then Abby is like, well, they lost because they don't work enough or want it enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Again, yeah. not a tangible thing that we can improve on. How do you want something more? How right. like how do we break that down into a smart goal of like items. want it more? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense to me, but yeah. whatever. So we leave that. Chloe's getting ready. Um, Abby says that Chloe is on top of the moon with her costume, which like isn't a phrase that right. people say. It was trying to be a metaphor, but it's not. She's either over the moon or on top, top of, of the, the world, world. But she was on top of the moon. And like, I know that like <laughs> yeah, sound good. Planets and bodies in space are difficult, but you know there <laughs> yeah. is an important distinction there. She's on top of the moon. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, so close. She does at this point. Oh, I hate this, but Abby does say something kind of funny, <laughs> where she looks at Chloe and she's like, "Well, you're in the nine, ten, eleven age bracket, and you're ten, mm-hmm. so you." You can do this. I believe in you. Let's go. Let's find all the 11 year olds and lock them in a bathroom. <laughs> and I was like, love. Dang, that was actually kind of funny and like Hilarious. really sweet. Let's go find the 11 year olds, lock them in a bathroom. Yes. Um, Because they're warriors too. Yeah. But they're not fighting for our country. They're the enemy. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Chloe is feeling really nervous. She's tearing up a little bit backstage. Uh-huh. She's kind of freaking out, but she does it anyway. Not a big deal. We mm-hmm. get to commercial and we come right back. She's like, She's just getting, you know, like a little flustered, but mm-hmm. it's not anything crazy. And yeah. she starts doing her dance. Her costume mm-hmm. was insane. Yeah. The costume it. budget on this episode yeah. was like so good. Like was Anna Wintour involved? Like, yeah, literally. Yeah. It was like one long sleeve, but in like a cool way. And there was like this cutout over her shoulder that was really mm-hmm. cool. Like it looked really good. Premium and the color. Content. Yeah, it was Super. really good. Mm-hmm. Um. And Christy is like, I think Chloe's doing the best what she can, what she has, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, she says her choreography's trash, mm-hmm. but she's doing a good job. She has really good technique. Her costume looks great. She looks great. Like, she's doing the very best with what she has. Her choreography sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Abby's like, I think it could have been a little bit smoother, but, like, she learned it in two days. She did it. There's not much more you could ask for, she mm-hmm. says. Mm-hmm. Since when? You demand, like, a, a other, you know ridiculous expectations out of body experiences from your girls all the time. What do you mean? There's not that much more you could ask for. You (laughs) demand ridiculous things constantly. Like since when is there not anything more you could ask for? Yeah. Where was this energy for the last like two seasons? Where was the grace? I'm not saying it. Mm -hmm. It was very strange to me. Yeah. Um, like whatever, I guess. So (laughs) 
Maddie goes next with the Dorothy number, another very cute costume. Adorable. The braid that connects the top piece and runs like down and then to her hip. I was like, it co- like connects across her stomach. So that cute. is so 2010s and so cute. And yes. I still would love to wear that today. So true. Looks so good. Absolutely. I kept noticing how many, this is kind of unrelated, but just like from the 2010s, mm-hmm. the amount of hot pink present in the episode oh, yeah. was truly blessing me yeah. and healing me in places I didn't know needed to be healed. So mm-hmm. that Lido deck where they all mm-hmm. like look through the windows at the kids in the studio, yes. um, it used to be painted like a criminal shade of fuchsia. <laughs> like Love. with like the black logo, yes. like so 2010. There was probably like some black and white zebra print mixed in with some oh, rhinestones. There definitely was. Yeah. And I think maybe halfway through this, the first season or into the second, maybe they paint it like a, you know, less offensive, like apartment blue. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? And then yes. they put the logo back on in black and um, it like, you know, there was a producer that was like, ladies, it's, it's this an act is of violence. not like yeah. the camera's not picking this yeah. up very well. This is oppressive gonna, for yeah. the audience. <laughs> yeah. So they like switch it up a little bit yes. because it is so much, yeah. so much. Um, what's next? Oh, again, like the the costume looks great, but again, besides the braids, how is this giving Wizard of Oz? Right. Like, like not only is she not original, but she also can't stick to her source material. Mm-hmm. Like this, it's not really uh, outside of the braids and the music, like actively saying "looking for home." Yeah. It, there's, there's no there's gingham no ruby slippers. No, like, there's no ruby slippers. There's no gingham on no her costume. Mm-hmm. There's no basket with a dog. There's I mean, none of that. In the hair, like yeah. Something. yeah. It was just like. I don't know. She's yeah. not creative and she can't even stick to source material. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, whatever, girl. Yeah. We need to carry out a theme and a metaphor. Yeah. So totally. maybe we should take a master class. Yeah. Yeah. She needs to take a creative writing class and get some new ideas. That's right. Because this is too much for me. That's correct. Um, the title holding awards come up and we get like, because there's this junior miss star power crown mm-hmm. national title that's up for grabs. Yeah. Second runner up, which is third place mm-hmm. is Chloe. Yeah. And Christy says what she made up for, uh, in, or what she lacked in choreography, she made up for in technique. Mm-hmm. She's like, she had really bad choreography. Maddie's was incredible. Chloe's was just like striking poses and walking aggressively. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not anything. And it sounds like me in the workplace. Yeah, literally. <laughs> striking poses, walking, walking aggressively. aggressively. <laughs> and she's like, and Chloe got third place out mm-hmm. of all these like little girls. Mm-hmm. She pulled out a third place. So like Christy says she's really proud of her mm-hmm. because of course she is. She's Christy's just so proud of her daughter. Christy always. with an eye is just here to be emotionally validating and supportive. Love her. And we're here for you, Christy. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, Maddie wins junior Miss Star Power. Duh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's to me what stuck out about this moment is that Maddie doesn't even look that pumped. I agree. She like got the award, got the crown, and then like gave a little half smile and then sat down. I agree. I'm like, but she doesn't look stoked about do you this. Like this, like, do you want to change to volleyball? Like, what yeah. Are you, what are you thinking, Maddie? I don't yeah. know. It's just kind of sad that like, yeah, she is not allowed to enjoy winning because it's just what they expect from her. Totally. There's no sense yeah. of you earned it because it's what's expected. Mm-hmm. And they just don't give her and like Maddie deserves to enjoy winning, mm-hmm. but she just doesn't get to because that's what everyone just anticipates happening all the time. Really good observation. Like, I don't so know. True. It's just sad. Yeah. Um, Leslie is in the green room or they're all in the green room. And she's like, well, Chrissy's a sore loser. And Chrissy's like, I'm literally not like (laughs) I'm making an observation about the inequality or the inequity between me and Melissa's daughter. Mm -hmm. I'm not a sore loser. I'm stating the facts. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Abby comes in and she like announces to the group that Maddie's going to another competition. It's not a secret anymore. Mm -hmm. 
She's like, Melissa, she straight up just says, Melissa, I'm going to take Maddie to the other competition. She mm-hmm. just says it. Yeah. So it's not a secret, I guess. Right. And Melissa, <laughs> I don't know if you clocked this, but Melissa goes, what? <laughs> like, she's trying to be surprised. It's like, yeah. Melissa, girl, the you jig know. is up. And like, yeah. you're such a bad actor and yeah. bad at keeping this secret. It's insane. Like, yeah. just no, just like act like you're not surprised. You knew there not. was a car like, waiting for you. She yeah. goes, what? Yeah. Like, huh? Like, very conf- like You Melissa. packed the bag, Melissa. Melissa, yeah. girl. And the other moms, <laughs> like, are obviously smells done. They're yeah. like, duh, she knew. Yeah. Um, the, the girls, like the other girls, like Nia and Paige and all them see that the moms are about to start fighting and they leave, which is mm-hmm. a good instinct. Someone usually Christy tries to shuffle them out the door when the moms are fighting anyway, cause they don't need to be around that. Mm-hmm. But in this moment, it looks like one of the girls is like, let's go. Mm-hmm. And they just like, peace out. And they just leave, which yeah. is just very sweet. And I love it. Yeah. Um, Leslie thinks that Christy should have started a fight when, maddie like when abby was taking maddie to the other competition mm-hmm. and like christy obviously knows that now's not the time to get into a fight mm-hmm. because they're going no matter what so she's like whatever leslie doesn't understand the difference between equality and equity mm-hmm. she doesn't get that right because she says your daughter got a solo your daughter got a beautiful costume your daughter got to dance this week and she says just the same as maddie did mm-hmm. and christy is trying to explain to her no yeah maddie got a three-hour private mm-hmm. they knew this was happening maddie gets preferential treatment constantly and my daughter doesn't so yes. she's like trying to get it but leslie is yeah. like so equality minded mm-hmm. and not equity minded where right. she's like well if you guys get the same thing you should do the same thing maddie was born on third base <laughs> yeah literally yeah. and like chloe was born a bench warmer totally. so like Chloe had to work for this. Yeah. And she's still not catching up to her because Abby continually pushes Maddie outside of what Chloe is capable of doing, like strictly Mm -hmm. based in time. Maddie got a three hour private this week. That's insane. And where was the time for Chloe? Yeah. You know, totally. That's a really good observation. Yeah. (sighs) Thank you. Yeah. Um, Maddie goes on for cry and hear me out. This is kind of a money move Mm -hmm. for Abby to enter her twice. Mm-hmm. kind of a power play but totally. it's shady like i see you mm-hmm. but i don't support you mm-hmm. you know what i mean right i see your strategy yeah but this is indicative of many problems within society at large so yeah i can appreciate a girl boss mm-hmm. but like this is oppressively girl boss definitely. you're girl bossing in an oppressive way definitely like yes you know what i mean your girl boss is getting all over me yeah <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> um melissa and abby are just like backstage watching her dance because they don't have time to go sit in the seat and melissa again is weeping right <laughs> she she weeps every time one of her Melissa children dances. Unwell. She is. And it's funny because the camera is on Abby. Mm-hmm. Maddie is done. And the camera like swings over to Melissa crying. And it's almost <laughs> like the cameraman is like, look at her. She's crying again. You know, it's like <laughs> right. cameraman shade. Yes. Which I love, love that kind that. of stuff. Yeah. She's like, look at this girl. When, She's crying again. When the crew dictates the plot, like that's yes. how it should be. Yes. It is so funny to me. And Melissa like doesn't think she's on camera and she's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's unwell. Yeah. So we get to the awards for the second competition. Maddie wins again, mm-hmm. again, doesn't look stoked right doesn't look happy just looks like this is what happens totally and melissa and abby are like obviously stoked out of their minds for this and they're saying to her things like be excited or like this is exciting like are you happy and Mm -hmm. maddie's obviously 
messaging, like her behavior is messaging that she's not. Yeah. She doesn't care. Yeah. Because she has been trained and raised to believe that winning is expected of her. Right. She, it's not a thing you earn. It's just a thing that happens to you. Yeah. This is your reason for existing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just sad. And then Leslie thinks that this whole thing was shady and the moms are mad. And this is obviously going to lead into the moms mm-hmm. being mad next week. Totally. Yeah. But that's how it ends. I love that. That's the whole episode. Do you have I, any other thoughts that we didn't get to or that I like glazed I, over? Let me look here. I, the last two things that I wrote, one was, I wish I had a title on my resume that included the words <laughs> junior miss. Yeah. <laughs> because I just feel something about the word miss, especially miss. in light of this week's Instagram trend, little miss such and such. Oh, I have loved seeing those. Love seeing They're those. They're my favorite. 100%. The, yeah. Little Miss cries when she gets angry or like, I saw so one that perfect. was like Little Miss gastrointestinal issues yes! or something <laughs> yes. like that is so funny. I saw one that was like Little Miss overshares trauma on Instagram or something. And I was like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's me. It's me. And those little like Little Miss uh-huh. like cartoons were Hilarious. everywhere. I forgot about them. Yes. Like they were everywhere in the, tw- in like the 2010s maybe yes. or the early like 2000s like yes they were everywhere like little miss sunshine or like yes. whatever and i that was like an unlocked memory, unlocked memory. Yes. yeah it was so when someone cool. brings up smackers lipsticks or chapsticks and yeah you're like, you're like oh, oh yeah I can smell it yeah and then i wrote um i wrote why do they care that maddie's competing again are they on the same team or are they all enemies speaks to scarcity mindset for women so that's like a whole can of worms but yeah i was just trying to figure out the whole time i'm like are they are they always competing? Are they always teammates? Or it seems like maybe it's a little bit of both. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. The The good thing about this show is that it seems that the girls are all friends with each other. Yeah. This is like a very mom-specific beef uh-huh. of like your daughter and my daughter. It's yes. not... Ma- like when Maddie and Chloe are competing in the same age division, they don't like hate each other. No, yeah. the moms are kind of peeved at one another, uh-huh. but they seem to kind of keep this away from the girls as much as possible. Yes, and it or it, the girls just don't care. Moms They're like living vicariously through their children. Yeah. Oh, classic. Yeah, in an embarrassing way. Amy mm-hmm. last week was like, "Do these moms get paid for this? Because if they don't, this is embarrassing." I know. <laughs> like it's true, bestie. A fair question. Is a, if you're doing this for free, yes, embarrassing. And my mom was just so not that way growing up. Like, I mean, homegirl like came home every night at six p.m. in a business suit after traveling the country all yeah, week. Period. Like she, she never was petty like that. So when I see adult women acting like that i'm like you're literally embarrassing us you're yeah down the literally stop yeah my mom my mom is like I, yeah one of them the same way yeah one of the points of contention between me and my mom for a little bit was that i my natural stance is to be angry okay or that i get angry very easily or i'm very very quick to anger you uh-huh. know what i mean yeah and my mom is not mm-hmm. and there was a day that i sat her down and i was like Give me the name of one person you don't like. <laughs> Tell me. She was like, I don't like people. And I was like, who? I, Run me a name right now. I and she couldn't. That. I was like, see? I can't. You and I are not the same. I literally we are can't not the picture same. Sarah being at odds She with got one person that she likes the least. That's so real. I relate to that so much. I've asked Kelly the same thing. <sighs> or like recently, I think it was about a year ago, we were in the car and I, I went to her and I was like, I was like, look, this person like in our community rubs me the wrong way. Here mm-hmm. are the reasons why. Like, what are your thoughts? And finally, after a lot of coercing, she was like, 
Savannah, I, you know, I agree. I, I don't know how I feel about that person. And I was just like, <sighs> like can we get that in writing? Like, yeah, literally. Yeah, when you have a mom who's friends with everybody, you're just like, <sighs> yeah, do you hate anybody? What's going on? What's going on? What does it for you? Um, okay. Do you have a song for this show? It used to be Dance Mom Song, but that's difficult uh-huh. to qualify. So like, yeah. what songs are you into right now? The song that's making me dance the most right now, personally. I'm going to add it to our playlist. The yes, Pyramid Bops playlist. Is um, blow out my candle by Betty Who. Do you, I do you love Betty Who? I mentioned that a couple weeks Did ago. You? It's already on the playlist. Oh, I love, love that song. Okay, let me see if I can come up with another one. I, I currently love, love the song Vegas from the Elvis Presley oh, soundtrack. It's like Doja Cat. Doja Cat. Yes. Yes. I love uh, it. I love I'm it. Putting it on. You ain't nothing but a doll player. And you know it. that's the the vocal that's not Doja Cat is the woman yes. who plays the woman who. Elvis stole that song from yes so like in this like experience that we're having now it Boz Lerman's like calling back to the person that oh. Elvis stole Hound Dog from I love that which like there's layers such a move yeah and I and then it's move. given also to Doja Cat who's yeah. also a woman of color that's yes, like perfect. y'all get to have this one again yes like this is it belonged with y'all love in the first that. place stolen by a white man Duh. now we're giving it back i love that yeah. yes love 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 we love reconciliation that comes uh what 60 years in the future love that <laughs> yeah what like a bazillion years after he died Cute. <laughs> yeah love um okay you? oh my god okay we were having this conversation off mic about how like Appalachian music yes. ignites a fire in my soul that yeah. is indescribable. We become red-blooded. Patriots yes, I was like, my blood runs music. red. These colors don't bleed. That's right. Stand for the flag. <laughs> like it is it awakens something in my soul yes. that is carnal. Yes. <laughs> As being someone yes. from Nashville who grew up around country music, yes. it you can't get it out of the system. Yeah. It's very difficult. It's so true. And I really don't like modern country music, uh-huh. but there's a song that's called Stick Season by Noah Cahan. I don't know if I know that. It, I mean, it put it in my veins. This song gets You're me. like, I'm put me play. in a pickup truck while gonna, I listen to this. Yeah. Put me in the pickup truck that the man is reversing in the Target parking lot. I'm like, circle. do it, baby. I love that. So this is the, a little bit of the song. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Okay. As she promised me that I was more than a year old, she forgot that I existed. Ooh. It's beautiful. I love this song. Yeah, I love this. Is he country? I don't think he so. so. I think like he's folky. like folky. Yeah. Folk feels safer. Folk feels like you have country adjacent roots, but like you also have dabbled in poetry. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Pyramid. All of my social media stuff is linked in the link tree down below. My Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, my anchor page, all that good stuff. Um. Yeah. Listeners, my guest, I love you and I'm proud of you. Hey, Dang. This was so fun. Thank I'm you for so having glad. Me. Yeah. This OMG. Was a delight. I will come back anytime. Yes. Incredible. <laughs> I will not rest until all of the people in my life have been bullied into being in, on this podcast. <laughs> As you shouldn't. It would not be possible without my friends. Like literally, I got a I got a hate comment. <gasps> fun. Yes, I got That's a really bad review. Right? That's we what love. everybody said. Yeah. Um That's the fame showing. Right. And this person who left me a review said that I was almost insufferable, which <gasps> fair <laughs> aren't we all but also said that the only saving grace of the episode was the guest and i was like hear me out i don't disagree <laughs> i'm like 
you're kind of right on the money. Like, you're I like, kind of agree. Thank you for initiating this conflict. Yeah. I see the value in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, honestly, I hear that. Like, that's that amazing. is accurate. So, and that's on healthy boundaries from you. Oh my gosh. It was, that's the I, sent, I sent a screenshot of that review to all of the people in my <laughs> life, and everybody thought it was hilarious. That is hilarious. And a lot of people were like, well, that's how you know you've made it, girl. Insufferable. I love that. Almost, word so almost much. insufferable. <laughs> Almost. I'm like, what can I get to get? You better keep working until you get there. Right? It's yeah. like now it's a goal to just be absolutely insufferable. Chasing insufferability. Honestly, right? that should probably be my Instagram bio. Chasing insufferability. <laughs> Constantly, all day, every day. Love that. <laughs> Dang. Um, I'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, I'll be a, another year older. Not another year, um, but I'll be 26 by the time this comes out. So wish me happy birthday. For my birthday, I want you to follow me on Instagram and also Cyberbully Eli. <gasps> That's what I want for my birthday. Iconic. If you want to give me a birthday present, go leave him a hate comment, DM him something mean, <laughs> all that good stuff. Go tell him he's not six feet tall. He will <laughs> disintegrate. Tell That'll him he's great. a hinge 5'11". Five, five <laughs> yeah. Tell him for my birthday, dear listener, go cyberbully Eli on Instagram and tell him he's 5'11". Perfect. That's what I want for my birthday. Yes. It'll be great. Those are the kinds of acts of violence that we sometimes need. Yeah. To inside. Honestly, he deserves to be humbled every mm -hmm. once in a while. <laughs> Don't forget, everybody, you're a warrior and you're fighting for your country. <laughs> Even if you're not in the States, you're fighting for your country. Right. Yeah, dang. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.